It's takes on takes. You know the drill. You provide the takes, and we provide the takes on your takes today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league. The Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who would never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Folks, check it out. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, and that'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Joe, I'd like to start with my nationally televised apology to David Njoku. Uh, For Browns fans not comprehending what I was intending to communicate on my social media feed last night. I'm I'm familiar with the, with the I, circumstances. Here. I would like to start with this. Okay. Wind the clocks back to 2017. Who was the number one fan of the David Njoku fan club? Kyle Krabs. It's true. I was. So, um, the, we have this epidemic of aggregation accounts right now on social media. That's just, it, it's just horrible. And everyone is worse than the... the the one that came before it. And they said, Deshaun Watson, it was a clip of Deshaun Watson throwing to David Njoku. and said, um, Deshaun Watson has a history of elevating his tight ends in his career. And I responded and said, no tight end who's ever played with Deshaun Watson has had 40 catches in a season. And Browns fans just took that as like, take the gloves off. I challenge you to a duel. Mm. How dare you say this about David Njoku, that he's not going to be good this year? And it was like, well, no, actually, if you look at my timeline, there's about 15 consecutive tweets of me dunking on this aggregation account for quotes that are very clearly fake because nobody in their right mind would say Deshaun Watson has a history of elevating the play of his tight ends when nobody's caught 40 balls for him before. They said, well, David Njoku caught 15 passes in... Five games with Watson. What what is that? 17, 17 passes divided by five games is 3.4. I'm not a math guy times 17. Okay, so it'd be 57. That's also not a career high number for David and Joker for catches. And it's like, guys, I, I wasn't attacking David and Joku. I'm saying this account stinks. And it's making stuff up. And magically is 20,000 followers because that's the world that we live in. Sorry, I'll Kyle. get off my lawn. Well, no, but... Kyle Krabs versus the state of Ohio professional football is the rivalry that we need. You've ruffled some Bengals fans' feathers. You ruffled the Browns fans. What I do for Bengals fans? Oh, it's it's the long-standing Jermaine Pratt conversation. Yeah, that was years ago. <laughs> they still remind us. They still remind us. So, second best linebacker on his own team. Well, and what's fitting is that we do have a little. Uh, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, take here for takes on takes. Be the second okay. one, actually. Great. Yeah. Great. 
So I just wanted to put my apology out there to David and Joku that Browns fans saw the tweet and immediately took offense to the insult of David and Joku that was not an insult to David and Joku in any capacity. All right, we good? Yeah, I feel better. All right, so big shout out to the participation. We asked you guys to leave a comment on yesterday's YouTube video with your take for us to address today, and we got a good amount to dive into, some good compelling stuff to discuss. Shall we? First one, Philip. Philip wants to talk a little bit about the Lions. He said the Lions win a playoff game for the first time since 1991. Now, we had Detroit winning the division, right, if I'm not mistaken, in our draft team's yeah, predictions. Me, I'm going to put the banner up here with the ticker on the YouTube channel. It has our record prediction. But I can tell you that we had the Lions at 10-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Winning that division so they get a home playoff game. Now, the challenge is, do you have to host either Philly or Dallas? That's what you don't want. Right. You you have to be the three seed, or you have to... You, you need to be the three seed. Which is possible. You can have a better record than the South winner, for sure. Or some type of tiebreaker there. Yeah, I'd say that's reasonable. And we know Detroit, better team at home. At least that offense is a lot better at home last they, year. They are. Aren't you? Are you still a little worried about the weapons? Yeah, to win a playoff game. Yeah, it's it's almost like, I mean, candidly, I hate to say this, but the, we love Detroit. We loved them last year, but I think the further you dive into this football team, the more you can talk yourself into some concerns. And there's some things that have to come together. They've been streaky. I think I think this is I think there's a reasonable chance that this could happen. I hope take. it does. I hope it does. It's a reasonable take. And Philip had a little follow-up. He said, the word or has been the storyline of the NFL preseason so far. See, that's the other thing that I did. <laughs> We're getting you going here. So every time I see a death chart with or, I tweet at Adam Schefter and let him know. Which is all the time. And somebody was like, I don't get what Adam Schefter. It's like, it, the, the tweet's just not for you, mm-hmm. okay? If you're not a follower, you're not routinely following, or you don't know what's happening, like, it's just not for you. Right. In which case, think to yourself, oh, that's weird, and just keep scrolling. All right. But um, I, I, I think it's incredible. Half the league has randomly decided in the last 48 hours to start using or yeah. in their depth charts because Adam Schefter had never seen that before, and half the league's got it. You can't be Adam Schefter and say that. You can't be. You're telling – you're tell, tell us that you've never looked at a depth chart prior to that one without telling us that you've never looked like, at a depth chart prior I guess, to that one. I guess that's okay, but like – no, it's not. No, had. it's not. You're the biggest voice in professional football. It's not okay. Is that your take? <laughs> that's yes. your take? Yes, that's my take. Uh, couldn't, couldn't the argument be that he doesn't need to? Like, I think no, it's no. bad for him, to, for him to be in the game as long as he has and to be like, oh, I've never seen them use or on a depth chart before. Like, that's – just tell us you've never looked at a depth chart before. But I guess the argument would be it's not – it's not crucial to Adam Schefter's job, right? I I am tweeting at him because I think it's hilariously tone deaf to to suggest that you've never looked at one before, never seen. And he was on the Broncos beat before he was a national NFL insider. Was he? Yes. How long ago was that? Long time ago. Before there was depth charts, perhaps. I, I'm they've been doing depth charts since the beginning of football. And then there's this. Have you seen the whole push on social right now that like? 
the people who do the depth charts in the preseason are like the social the like they work for the website well of course they do but i'm i'm sure that it's authorized in some capacity Sure, they put their stamp of approval on it because they don't care, right? B. But John Robinson, RB3 for the Falcons. Third string, third string running back, yeah. yeah. The Bills just put the competitions where there's nobody, like there's no defined starter, in alphabetical order. It's, it's, in some spots, three players. in Like in the same Yeah, block. so the, the CB2 would be alphabetical order, Benford, Elam, Jackson. Would that be the equivalent of or? Well, they did slashes, so uh, obviously the bills are a okay, but Adam but Stafford. but they're all in the same block, in the same block. With all right, slashes. I'm gonna go tweet. I'm gonna find the. <laughs> all right, we got a bunch. We got a bunch more. We got a bunch more good ones. Next one here is from Sinrick, who says the Cincinnati Bengals signed four of the top ten best value contracts this offseason, enlist Jermaine Pratt, Orlando Brown Jr., Trey Hendrickson, and Logan Wilson. I'm sorry, you have to say the whole thing again. The Bengals signed four of the top 10 best value contracts this offseason. Pratt, Orlando Brown Jr., Trey Hendrickson, and Logan Wilson. I don't think you could put both linebackers in that conversation. I think they're both good value contracts, but if you're like top value contracts, I think the, the presence of the higher one makes the lower one all that much more impressive, but... Logan Wilson signed for what? How much was it? Nine three or something like that. AAV. And Jermaine Pratt was like six, six and a half, I think, or something like that. I think I think this is too aggressive, right? Four of the top ten is not true. But if you wanted to have a conversation about those being all of them being good value deals, especially this linebacker duo of Wilson and Pratt coming back for what they're getting, I I wouldn't have been surprised if they received. 12 to 15 per each and they're getting them combined for like that so i can celebrate that but i'm i don't know four of the top 10 feels a little aggressive to me all right we got a bunch more to get to but i just something that, chapter. something that you need to get to is underdog fantasy folks august is here and you know what that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy and folks underdog it's the easiest place to play fantasy football and it's the best place for best ball all you do is this you do one live snake draft there's no waivers no trades and then underdog sets your best lineup every week and you can try it out now with underdogs best ball mania tournament which is the largest fantasy football contest of all time there's 15 million dollars in total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner and folks there's no reason to wait last year the winner drafted their team in july so don't wait around get to underdogfantasy.com right now or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on that'll get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks so that's underdog fantasy check them out.com or the app store use our promo code locked on to the double your first deposit up to 100 dollars I am I am locked in. All right, here we go. Next one here comes. Have you from seen Cole. any other depth charts with or, or on it though? Um, I'm not perusing them quite like you are, but I, I've I've noticed them because I follow that granny grinding tape on Twitter and or X or whatever the heck it's called. Okay, so I've seen it. Um, Elena Getzenberg is who I used for the Bills. Yeah, I used uh, Zach Reagan. Reagan, Reagan for Tennessee, uh, for the Rams. 
I used Nick Underhill for the Saints. I used Cam Inman for the 49ers. And I think that's it. I think that's all the ones that I tweeted at Shafter. We at some point are going to have to talk about um, the Browns adding another stud defensive lineman, too. By the Shelby way. Harris. Yeah, Shelby move. Harris. Great signing. All right, Colt Colt has a couple of Broncos rookie hot takes. Marvin Mims finishes top five in rookie receiving yards, and Drew Sanders finishes over two and a half sacks as a non-starter at off-ball linebacker. Two and a half sacks. I, I that one I can get behind. Drew Sanders. I, I, I'm very much on board with that one. That's a yeah, very good game. blitzer, good rusher. Top five in receiving. I mean Marvin Mims, rookie receiving yards. I I mean you've got. A lot of first rounders that got drafted. Addison, JSN, and Jigba, Say Flowers, Say Flowers, Quentin, Quentin Johnston. Johnston. Okay, now who do we have in the day two group? What does do? We, are we counting tight ends? Yes, Kincaid. Kincaid have more yards have than here. Gibbs is going to have a big. I'm all the way out on. This. Yeah, yeah, nope, yep. Yeah. Uh, All the way out on that. Dunk on us, Colt, if you uh, if you get that one, though. Yeah, come on back. Uh, Jose says, Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera gets fired, and they end up poaching Dan Quinn from the Cowboys as their head coach, finally giving them some solid coaching for the defense and the enemy of the offense, which will make them a playoff contender in 2024. If they're making a coaching change, I think Eric Bieniemy is going to be the head, co- the head coach. And I know that Wee. there was... I know that there was some not warm and fuzzies uh, from Ron of, when asked about the player acclimation to Eric Bieniemy, but Bieniemy left. If Bieniemy leaves Kansas City, there had to be a carrot, right? Was there? I mean, this was before the the new owner was in there. I think if if Rivera is fired, every it's everything is new. Man, they're not. There's no how, holdovers. How tough would that be for Bieniemy to swallow? You finally leave Andy in Kansas City, go take a shot somewhere, and you're out because the head coach flopped and the, you had that offensive personnel. He aligned himself with a guy that has 12 seasons as an NFL head coach and had a losing record nine times. I don't know what to tell you. I had to come on. I had to. I yeah, had to. You're not you're not wrong. I'll take the field over Dan Quinn. Oh. Quinn would be an intriguing hire for a number of I reasons. So. You pull him from Dallas, but um, yeah, I mean, look, he had some success with the Atlanta Falcons, took him to a Super Bowl. So I'd be curious to see what that looks like for sure. Uh, Tim says, I understand that Lou Anarumo is a defensive mastermind, but the inexperienced secondary will be the reason the Bengals fall short of a Super Bowl appearance. I think this is a very legitimate concern for Cincinnati. They're changing both safety spots. You have young players stepping into some of those positions. You have Cam Taylor-Britt, who stepped in for Chidobia Wuzier, now stepping in for Eli Apple, who is no longer with the team. You'd like to think that their strategy of drafting in advance of needs will help to soften that a little bit. But I do think it is one of the big questions for Cincinnati. I think it's a big question, but like, are we going to sit here and be able to look at the Bengals whenever the season ends and say, you know what? 
damn new secondary. That was the reason they couldn't get it done. Or is it just that the AFC is really good and you need a little bit of luck and maybe it didn't happen for Cincy? I think that's probably more likely. Right. But if you had to point to the personnel group that is the biggest concern yeah, for you, definitely. it yeah. be the secondary. Uh, Periwinkle wants to get us off football for a second. They have a candy take for us. Kyle, Okay. I don't agree with this at all. Maybe you do. Mike and Ikes, you heard of these? Yes. Periwinkle thinks they're better than Skittles. This is fact. That oh, is no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fact. Wait, wait. Are you pro Mike and Ikes or are you just anti-Skittles? I am I'm both. Uh, Skittles are something that you, you chew up and then it like you got to go in and use your yeah, it's part of the experience. Like pickaxe your jaw gets carve, hurting carve you mix the flavors your, your soda tastes terrible while you're eating them it's all part of the deal no. mike and ike's just yeah, are bad are, they don't taste that good. like weirdly sour mike and ike's are sweet well you have a lot of variety with the mike and ike's right i used to when i was in college i used to get a box of mike box of mike and ike's at the gas station wawa Probably on a daily they basis. They had that back then? The Wawa's? Yes. Oh, I thought they were kind of new. No, they're they're new where you are. Yeah, it's true. Wait, wait, I, what do you say? That's true. I haven't seen a Wawa outside of where you live. So, uh, It's Wawa and Sheets. And like yeah, Central PA, QT down like here. every corner store was either a Wawa or Sheets. And you were either diehard Wawa or diehard Sheets. I've been to the Sheets. I've been to both. Um, sheets is just too much, man. I don't need all that. All the made to order stuff. Like Wawa yeah. has made to order stuff too, but Sheets is it's a little more intense. I'm not getting a single thing made to order at a gas station. That just is not going to happen. You're not going to be catching me eating gas station What's hot the dogs. Thing you ever like from that? a gas station. What's the worst thing I've ever eaten? Yeah, what's I you, don't I don't venture into that. Ever eat from a gas station? I see chicken wings and biscuits and pizza for who is buying this? You stuff? what is the worst thing you have yourself eaten from a gas station? You get a hot know. dog before I've done it, but it's, it's, I used to a long time ago. I used to be next to next door to a gas station quite frequently. And I, I would go there and get a hot dog sometimes, but I'm past that part of my life. So that's, you would say a hot dog is the worst thing that you've eaten from a gas. Yeah. Station. But I mean, I'm talking about a very limited sample size. I'm getting packaged I that. goods in that. I will say the sheets mozzarella sticks are really good. How do you screw up mozzarella sticks though? You know? Okay, so maybe you could go to a gas station and get mozzarella sticks. I wouldn't do it. Uh, Periwinkle has this one. Kenny Pickett, uh, 3,800 passing yards, single-digit interceptions, George Pickens, 1,200 receiving yards. There's too much that needs to happen here. I'm out on the take just based on you three-leg parlayed. Okay, what's most likely to happen there? Most likely and least likely. I think 3,800 passing yards for Pickett is the most likely. Is the most likely. Yeah. Okay, so if you were to go passing offense in Pittsburgh, do we think George Pickens passes Deontay Johnson? I don't think so. I don't think he okay. gets twelve hundred. You also have Pat Farmuth. Yeah. You also have the backs. I yeah. think twelve hundred for George is very aggressive. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. So most likely thirty eight hundred, least likely the twelve hundred for yes. Pickens. Yeah. All right, we got a bunch more fun stuff to get to right after a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Trying to quick snap me. Well, on my watch. I'm buddy. just trying to be mindful at a time. You know, they, they yell at us if we don't hit certain <laughs> thresholds. I'm trying to be That's, a good employee here. That is true. Uh, Jared 
playing. Uh, I'm going to Top Golf with Jared here in a few hours. Hopefully, it's it's thunder and lightning right now this morning. So hopefully, it's uh, yeah. They up. canceled uh, Panthers practice, right? Panthers chess practice canceled. Uh, wow, didn't know that. Um, okay, so yeah, it's it's rough out here. Uh, Jared, you live here. I'm aware, but that doesn't mean I've been looking at the, the, the weather beyond right now, and I'm not familiar with what's You're, going on in Spartanburg. What are you doing differently with the lighting in your room right now? It's it's thunderstorm outside. It's cloudy. There's no sun. My daughter calls them thumberstorms, by the way. Thumber. Oh, okay. Thumber. Right. It's thumberstorming. And that's what you say too, right? Like uh, now it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just I really like your backlighting right now. Yeah, I, you always very complimentary whenever there's not a lot of sun in here. But the problem is that requires me to record at night. That doesn't work for me. So, well, the 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 thunder clouds and the blinds closed is a good combo. Yeah, good for the lighting. Hey, nice nice sweatshirt too. Yeah, you know I'm glad you got the memo on the uh, yeah the, the performance hoodie here. from Legends. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Jared said there will be at least one division this year with all four teams finishing with a winning record. Which, I think as the awesome. if you're on YouTube, you see the AFC North predictions across Holy the screen with all four teams with winning records. We also have the AFC East with all four teams with a winning record. Man, I forgot we picked Dallas to go twelve and five. You feeling good or bad about that? I feel I feel pretty good about it. Now I'm I'm a little worried about their depth. It sounds like they dodged a bolt with Mozzie Smith. I know Tyler Biotis got banged up. I think that's I think that's a layup. I think the AFC has two divisions that could do it. I agree with you. I think it's totally possible. Not a, light, not a layup, but I, I think that's one of the least aggressive takes that we have fielded thus far on the show. And Jared put bold take what, what before. Is- that was, yeah, he put that on there. Um, Moonbeam Man, and this is uh, from Moonbeam Man, not Jared Feinberg, because I think you might think this one's from Jared. Jared, or not Jared, Moonbeam Man says the Carolina Panthers will win 10 games and beat New Orleans for the division with Houston, Burns, and Gross Matos getting 10-plus sacks. Panthers will also make a trade for an offensive weapon at the deadline. Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Keenan Allen. This is an unserious day. Well, they they brought the heat. Okay, so let's deal with Carolina Panthers win 10 games. We predicted them to win seven. So we're out on that. We, we, We think the Saints win the division, so we're out on that. Correct. Burns, Gross Matos, and Houston getting no. 10 plus is crazy. One of them will get 10. His name is Burns. And then trading for either Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, or Keenan Allen. I don't think they would trade for a running back based off of what they just paid. Yeah, Miles. Miles Sanders. He might go 0 for 3 here. You turn to Gross Matos has eight sacks in his first three seasons combined. Right. And the team felt so good about him that they went out and signed Justin Houston. <laughs> All right, so we're we're out on that. We're out on all that. the way out. Me too. If, if you're right, dunk on us. We, yeah, that's Please the do. thing. When we when we shatter your take, you have every right to come you back. Have every and, right to come back yeah. and clip it. Right. So timestamp it. Put it in your right. phone reel, your photo reel, and come back if we're wrong. Kyle Krabs would right. I think that's you had the process done with either. I would. Yeah. This this next one comes from Joe, and I promise you, it's not me. All right. AJ Epinesa. Shines the brightest on the Bills D line this year, other than Von Miller. No. no, I mean AJ's had a great camp, but that the answer here is Greg Rousseau or Ed yeah. Oliver or Leonard. Greg Floyd. Rousseau is the answer. Yeah, I I appreciate the AJ hype. I don't think so though. I think he'll have a good year though. Contract there's those year, guys. Right? Um, there's good those guys every year in training camp, right? 
Uh, did you know that they're called Ranger Ricks in golf? Have you heard this phrase before? I, I, you know I don't think you've connected the dots here well enough for me to understand. I've never heard of Ranger Rick. So I did Power to the Pod for Locked On Dolphins, and somebody was like, who is the guy who flashes in camp that gets all the buzz, and then when you actually play the real games, like it, it doesn't happen. In golf, we call them Ranger Ricks. So good on the range. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I walked right into it. I promise you I didn't mean to do that. So range who's is Epinesa Ranger Rick this year? No, I think he'll have a decent he had six and a half sacks last year and, and played yeah. his best football. I think he'll be a reasonable depth player, like we've what kind of what we've classified him as. Um there's gonna be Ranger Ricks for sure. And th- I think you you'll they'll, they'll manifest a little bit more in preseason, right? These guys that just are blow up on preseason, some random player will lead the league in receiving yards over preseason and then not make a roster, you know, that type of stuff. Who's the who's the Bills Ranger Rick now that you guys have finished camp? Um, the guy that had a great camp, but it won't matter. Mm. Yeah. Andy Zabilis on the Bills. Mm-hmm. Did that happen like last week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean. Come on, you gotta you gotta give me something. Some guys is blowing it up. I don't. I, 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 don't I brought this really fun talking point to the show. I know. I wish I had something to give you. I don't know. I feel like guys have been what I thought they would be. They are. Who we Gabe, thought they were. I mean, Gabe's had a good camp, but I mean, if he goes out and has nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns, I mean, that's kind of what everyone. I feel would like that's too him. lofty of a player. Well, normally they have somebody like Brandon Riley or Duke Williams. Yeah. You know these types of guys. Yes. These are the ones. They don't have that guy this year. Maybe that's a little thing. more defined. Yeah. Do you have a Ranger, Rick? You want to shout out? Um, well, I was concerned it might be Robbie Chosen, and then he's been awesome the last couple of days. He could be the Ranger, Rick. He could be the Ranger, Rick. Yeah. I mean, that's all anybody talked about with OTAs was that Robbie Chosen's like the real deal, legitimate. And then, like, he's getting like five reps with the team in 11 on 11 in practice the first week and a half of training camp. And then they go against the Falcons and he's catching a ton of balls. So he wasn't super high up on the depth chart. I think I remember looking, it was like Barrios and so was Craycraft ahead of him too. Uh, Craycraft was a second string wide receiver in a two wide receiver depth chart, but Mike McDaniel also called preseason depth charts, his nemesis. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Get him on a pod with Adam Schefter to discuss. Uh, uh, Bub says, take, there will be the most coaches fired in a season since 2010. In season. There will be the most coaches fired in season since 2010, which was four. And he says the leading candidates are Josh McDaniel, Ron Rivera, Arthur Smith, Todd Bowles, Robert Sala, and Brandon Staley. The TLDR here is that three head coaches will be fired in season. I don't think so. I think you get two of that group tops. How many of them are not the coach next year? McDaniel, uh, Rivera, I, Smith, Bowles, Salas, Staley. Uh, I think Three? Staley will be. I think Sala will be. I think McDaniels will be. Ooh. They, they got a cash flow problem. They can't afford I've heard about this cash flow problem, but they also have a, a consistency problem. I understand that. 
The team's going to win like five or six games. You, you can't commit to the Patriot way, have the first entire year be an evaluation window, and then flush all the talent out of the system. It was a 10-win team. Guys he took over a 10-win playoff I know. Game. I know. And is effing it up. Then you should have kept Basaccia. I If you're worried right. about it being a 10-win team. You just should never have hired Josh McDaniel. I don't disagree. I digress. I think McDaniels is back next year. Unless they win like two games, and I don't think they're going to win two games. I think two I of these think, guys will get fired. I think season. Todd Bowles is out. I think Ron Rivera is out. Who am I missing? Arthur Smith, was- Josh McDaniel. I think those two are for sure out, and then I think like Jonathan Gannon might be one and done in Arizona. Ooh. All right. Here's the last one uh, from Greg. Take the Atlanta Falcons 2024 Shots. starting quarterback is currently Explosive. in the NFC West. You're Explosive. gonna make repeat this you can run. Right. He's so corny. <laughs> Falcons 2024 starting quarterback is currently in the NFC West. How mm. Arthur Smith is either canned or throws one more Hal Mary to salvage his coaching career. And then either Matthew Stafford goes back to where he played college ball or Arizona trades Kyler for draft capital, or San Francisco trades Trey Lance for draft capital. Man, I hate Kyler. I hate the projection of Kyler in that offense. You do? With Arthur Smith? Yeah. Middle of the field thrower. I get the athleticism component. Get outside the pocket. A little bit more of a timing-based offense now. Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, those other options. I think Lance is not the Hail Mary you would throw to salvage your job. So I think it would be Stafford or bust out of that. I'd really like Stafford. Be fun. Be very fun. But out what of the, what are the Rams doing at quarterback? There, the, the only one that I would get excited. I don't know, man. I'm watching Stetson, Stetson Benton throw, throw darts in practice. Mm. Okay. Well, speaking of young players and darts and throwing, tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to reflect oh, on the preseason action from tonight. We get CJ Stroud against the Patriots. Uh, what is it? Minnesota and Seattle. Yes. We're talking preseason football here on tomorrow's podcast. Looking forward to it. Come on back. See us tomorrow. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are locked on NFL scouting. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hope to see y'all again tomorrow.